Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast and welcome back to episode 190. I'm Liam, your host, and as always I'm joined by my co-host Patrick. Patrick, mate, Merry uh, Merry Christmas. Officially on the pod, this is kind of a Christmas special that has nothing to do with Christmas. So, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good, yeah. Merry Christmas to you and everyone else. But it's not a Merry Christmas because the Eagles got beat on Monday <laughs> night. <laughs> Christmas is absolutely cancelled. <laughs> You're saying seeing Drew Locke do the uh, backpack celebration wasn't enough to um, make you feel merry? Is that what you're it saying? Was, that was the only 0.0001% of the consoling that uh, I like Drew Locke and he seems like a good guy actually, so it was nice for him but not nice for, for me. I'm going to be selfish today. <laughs> so that was not nice for me. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, Eagles people um, that I follow that do podcasts and stuff that are uh, not happy. It almost feels like rever- like back to two weeks ago, maybe, for the Chiefs. You know, that week where <laughs> maybe the Eagles game, actually, ironically. Uh, after that, everything was going nuts for the for the Chiefs. It feels like the Eagles are now the team that the media are going nuts about. But, yeah, we'll talk about that game in a bit. But, yeah, it was quite weird, I have to say, with the uh, Geno Smith suiting up, but no intention to play. I was kind of like, hmm. Not quite sure why we're doing this, but <laughs> yeah, for sure they can do whatever they want. These teams, unfortunately, but um, cool. So today is supposed to be our review episode, um, first episode of the week. But because of Christmas, we've only got one episode this week. We're probably only going to have one episode next week, so we'll end up doing the same format twice. So this is a week 15 review and a week 16 preview. Um, so we'll talk about week 15 first, and then we'll go quick fire. Uh, to pick all the games in in week 16. If there's any games that have massive playoff implications, we'll We'll talk about them for a little bit longer. So, um, bit of news, mate. We're really rammed in winners and losers because I couldn't put this team in there because I think they're a winner for what's happened, but they're a loser because of how they got here. Uh, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. They have now fired coach Brandon Staley. They fired uh, GM Tom Telesco. They had that awful loss to the Raiders, but don't really want to talk about the games. Want to get your view on kind of them clearing house. Is it the right time? Um, and I guess. It's harder for GMs, but head coach, what sort of person do you want to see? Is it an OC type going up, a DC type going up, or is it one of the old school kind of CEO head coaches, as they all say? Yeah, I think you go CEO, to be honest, or an offensive-minded guy. You've 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 had the defensive mastermind, and your your defense has been terrible, hasn't it? So, but I'm happy for the Chargers overall to clear house 100% you know I'm, I'm actually looking right now at, uh, at Tankathon at the list obviously the Chargers sit eighth in the draft you look at the list of the teams outside the playoffs and they are by far the most disappointing in the league considering the the the, the definite confirmed talent in the AV kind of you know your Herberts to your your uh, Keenan Allen's connection and you know Eckler and you know Mike Williams and things like that. injury prone I know but you know the talent is there and they've got some talent on the line massively have underachieved and some of the big names they've gone for has not worked out obviously JC Jackson's huge contract didn't work out I just think it was completely time for a complete clear out and everybody's always already saying you know this is the the best job of the off season and well you don't know what's going to happen in the other places yet you know even buffalo may come up you never know but um it was time for him i'm happy for kind of the chargers fans and i think it was time for the nfl you know i'd like to see kind of justin herbert winning playoff games uh rather than being five and nine and on ir so it's just, I think, I think if they were uh, nine and five, I think you might find that he's, uh, they'd do something with his uh, index finger and he'd be out there soon. But um, obviously there's no point in him playing, but I just think it's good. Good all round and then hopefully kind of bring a little bit of juice back maybe to the division. Obviously you don't want that, but uh, <laughs> as a fan of the NFL overall, hopefully from uh, next season onwards, we can see Herbert kind of, in the upper echelons of the league, not for his arm talent, but in actual play and in games that matter. Yeah, I, I agree with you, to be fair, that um, I was, obviously it's quite laughable if you're a division rival, but I've got a couple of friends that are Chargers fans and uh, yeah, I did feel happy for them. Obviously, it's rubbish for your team to get in this position, but you need a fresh start at some point and it just feels like they needed a fresh start. Um, Staley's, Fourth down decisions, I think, always got made too much of, but his defence was just terrible, and that was his calling card, wasn't it, defence? So, 
I, I just think if you see that plus some of the decisions he made, like Mike Williams plays in a game they don't doesn't matter in week eighteen, he gets injured, they miss the playoffs. So he misses the playoffs, then they lose that awful massive lead that they had and ha- have one of the worst comebacks ever happen against them. Uh, stuff like that just doesn't help his cause. But I do think the GM, Telesco, in the media has gone away with it a bit because their draft picks haven't been great. They've given massive contracts to really old players that can't stay healthy. And they've had certain issues every year in the team, like, OK, backup running back, defensive tackle, corner number two wide receiver number three and like they never fix them they just add more players in other positions that aren't those four or five positions so yeah Stady's definitely to blame but I'm glad they fired both because I do think the GM's done a bad job because their contract situation they can cut three or four of the older guys and they have like 50 million in space so it's not it's actually a good position to be in but when you just look at the size of the contracts for this year a year where they've completely failed I think it does show you that the GMA is probably just as to blame as, as Staley ever was for me yeah, absolutely. You're right about the backup running back and the wide receiver three for a, you know, for a supposed loaded, talented offense. It, it, they've been awful for the last few years. So, you know, a lot of recorrections to do. I think they've got some great foundations in place for a GM and coach to come in. But, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting job. They've got to start hitting on a few draft picks, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think getting a home run with whatever pick that they get. I don't think they're going to win a game for the rest of the season. So, you know, you're looking at eight and below that at a minimum. So it should be a pretty good pick. Hitting a home run there would be a great start for the for the GM. Feels like wide receiver to me. Wide receiver or uh, cornerback. Feels like an area I think that they could uh, they could go. Um, we'll talk about the draft more in the summer, but yeah. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry is a fun name for anyone who uh, wants to get into draft coverage. But... Yeah, if they're going to cut Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, then they're going to need a wide receiver. Um, hopefully it's not Marvin Harrison Jr. or else this podcast, I will be fuming. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens to the Chargers. Uh, if it's a hardball return to the NFL, that could be uh, that could be quite fun. Um, cool, let's go on to, um, to good and bad then, mate. We're going to do three of these each. Um, so why don't you start us off? Go for, let's go, we've spoken about a bad thing with the Chargers. So let's go for a, a good, first of all. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go Baltimore because that was we spoke last week. What a huge game that was, especially for for uh, for Baltimore to solidify their place at the top of the AFC. And they did. You know what? I, I think that was one of the more professional kind of jobs that they did. I thought they were absolutely brilliant on defense uh, to start off with. Thought they limited kind of what Robin, uh, what uh, Trevor Lawrence did, and obviously they only broke out really for a big play to Agnew. Is everything else was kind of underneath. Thought they did well. They did a great job on Travis Etienne as well. Really dangerous catching passes out the backfield. He barely did anything. Thought they were great on defense. I thought I think I, I don't know whether I underrate or overrate Jacksonville. Um, but uh, I thought they did a great job overall on their offense and on the rushing on the offensive side. So the rushing attack I thought was absolutely amazing. I'm absolutely gutted for them that Keaton Mitchell is out for the season, isn't he? Because I thought yeah. he was gr- he was great on uh, on Sunday night, and that's a real shame. But uh, it's kind of plug in and play. That so that obviously you now Gus Edwards goes back to kind of being one and then Justice Hill can step up. But Lamar as well on the ground, they used him more than they have recently. And I thought he was excellent on the ground and it kind of opened up the passing game. You know, not huge uh, passing stats from Lamar, but he hit the, just in the first half, he hit likely quite a few times and just made some great plays overall. They look a really, really solid unit. I'm not quite sure... They're looking over the past years of the AFC. They're kind of like the cream of the crop. But they are top of the AFC. And they look to me like they can sew up getting the one seed and the first round by. Which, oh, you know, we now that we speak about it all the time. Now there's only one by. It's so important. Win two home games and you're in the, you're in the Super Bowl. So I think yeah. Baltimore are going to sew that up. This was a huge, huge win um, getting there. Yeah, this was a huge win. Um if they lose this game, um, by probability, the Chiefs would have been favourite for the one seed, <laughs> which is crazy. Bear in mind, there were two games back before it started, but it's just because of the strength of schedule, really, that the Ravens have got. So this was a really important game. Um, they go 49ers on the road, Dolphins at home, Steelers at home. Um, 
So for me, obviously, if you win this game, it is this week is done because you're not going to lose. I don't think to Dolphins and Steelers, but uh, the Jags was a huge game for them. And I agree. I think the second half, especially, was very professional. Uh, defense played really well. Second half. Um, it is a shame about Kyle Mitchell. That I don't know if you've seen the still image of it, but his leg was all over the place, uh, which was pretty pretty awful to see because I think he gave them a different dimension. I think Gus Edwards will go up the middle and you'll get the three four yard runs, which are great, especially for a team like the Ravens with Lamar. But I felt like Mitchell was giving you 11-yard runs. Not every time, because if he was doing it every time, he'd be like <laughs> on 2,500 yards. But um, I felt like when you needed it, you know, he was getting those 11, 12, 15, 20-yard runs a bit more explosive than the running backs they've got. So I think that will be a, a big loss. But yeah, this was a, a huge win. Um, I think the Jags have been kicking themselves, though. They missed two field goals in the first half, and they let the time expire at the end of halftime when they clearly either kicked another, could have kicked another field goal or spiked it and had two throws at the end zone. But for some reason, I don't know whose fault it was, but Trevor Lawrence threw like a quick out that didn't get to the end zone uh, and they ran out of time. It reminded me, you might not remember this, but it reminded me of that, you know, the Chiefs-Bengals game where the Bengals came back in the second half and scored like 30 points to win the AFC title game. Yeah, I don't know if you remember it, before the half, Mahomes threw a pass to Tyreek Hill inbounds when they were up like 17 and they could have gone up 20. Tyreek Hill didn't get in the end zone, the time ran out. And then you could just feel the whole like building just be like, like a sigh of like, oh God, we should have scored there. And I felt the same with, with this game. Um, so yeah, Jags will be kicking themselves. Trevor Lawrence put in concussion protocol as well. So we'll see what that means for the rest of his season. But um, yeah, not a good night for the Jags. So I feel like the Jags have been like that all year, mate, to be honest. Very, um, very disorganised, which is weird to say for a Doug Peterson team. Yeah, yeah, very, very disorganised. They should still be uh, all right for the division. Not sure that they can win a home playoff game, to be honest. They're, I think they're going to come in at the fourth seed and play Cleveland, which is, I did say last week, that is a tricky proposition. Now, obviously, the Browns beat the Jags um, last week, didn't they? So it's a tricky proposition, yeah, but we'll see. Because obviously, the division is all tied up now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I'm with you. I do think they can still win the division, but yeah. It's just that home playoff game. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not sure I can see it, to be honest. And there's a lot of talk of like Calvin Ridley, like, oh, could we, what team will he sign with in the offseason? I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, in, in Jacksonville, local media, has it gone that bad, his connection with Trevor, that maybe they move on from him and don't pay him that massive salary? But, um, yeah, we'll see. They've got a few weeks to figure it out. But, yeah, the, the South it could still be a surprise, but we shall see. Um, I'll go on to my good then. Uh, I'm going to go for the Buffalo Bills, who beat the Cowboys 31-10, um, which I know you'll be very happy about, mate, as an Eagles fan for that division. Um, and I can't really even say Josh Allen, to be honest. I, I don't know if I can really say, um, yeah, all this game really, was it on Sean McDermott? I'm not sure, but it was definitely on running back James Cook. 25 carries, uh, 179 rush yards for one touchdown, which is basically seven and a half yards a carry. He topped that up with two receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown, which was a really good catch as well. Um, and they kind of dominated them in the run game, mate. And I thought, yeah, James Cook, offensive line, and to be fair, Bill's defensive line um, really dominated this game. And yeah, overall, it was just a awful display from from the Cowboys. But yeah, James Cook deserves some flowers because I, I think he is their running back. They just need to commit to that and stop trying to find four or five others and just say, right, he's the guy for me. I did watching this game. Obviously, I was watching it with a massive smile on my face, just watching James Cook just butcher the uh, just the line all the time. But I, w- I will say one thing: it adds a massive dimension into what Buffalo, if they can commit to the run game like that. I often think, obviously, Allen only attempted 15 passes. I mean, he, he threw for 94 yards. I'm not saying that that's going to be the key to them winning playoff games and the Super Bowl. Well, what I'm saying is if they can kind of balance it up with an absolutely ridiculous rushing attack like they did like this, and then you've got Allen, Allen to Diggs, Allen to Kincaid and Gabe Davis and Shakir. Yeah, mate, for me, it felt like a team rounding off maybe at the perfect time. The division, by the way, is still there to be won. I have a sneaking suspicion that they could win the division still. But, um, yeah, really good performance. And the one thing that did make me smile, I didn't message you this because I don't often uh, message uh, late at night, but I just thought to myself when I was watching uh, the Cowboys on offense, is this your MVP? 
because <laughs> he was he was struggling. He was and no fault of his own, I will say, but the Bills D line and uh, the secondary were really they really covered well actually and the D line just got a lot of juice. So I just thought that for me is Dak out of the MVP now because it's huge game, prime time. No, I I think I think um for me I can't see Dak winning uh, MVP now. Who's gonna win then? It's Purdy. gonna be it's gonna be mate Brock Purdy. That's such a joke though, he's so not the MVP. Uh about Lamar Jackson if they win the one seed. It's a good shout. It, very, very interesting. That will be a big conversation if they beat the 49ers this week. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. that is that 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 could be kind of uh, the MVP race. I mean, obviously, me and you are like Brock Purdy is just definitely not the MVP, but um, <laughs> it's just the way that it goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If anyone does like to bet on the award and they like Lamar, I would do it before they play the 49ers. Because <laughs> he ain't winning it if he loses to Brock Purdy. I know he won't be the reason they lose, most likely. Um, but that's not how that's not how betting odds go. <laughs> if he loses to the 49ers, Purdy will just be heavy favourite. But yeah, or if he loses and Patrick Mahomes wins out and finishes the one seed, let's go go with the guy who's throwing to uh, people that should be working in an out burger as his receivers <laughs> to uh, as MVP. But yeah, um, cool. That's the uh, the Bills. Very good win. I agree with you. They could win the division. Uh, last week of the season, they played the Dolphins. Um, and Tyreek Hill's banged up again this week, so we'll see. Um, before we go to bad, then, who's your, your last uh, good or winner, I guess, sorry, of the week? Uh, I'm going to definitely go for Baker Mayfield and the Bucks because I honestly thought that was... Uh, no, the Packers are not great. They're now 6-8. and eight, But going into Lambeau Field, must-win game. I know we've, we've been bagging on the division overall all season because it's top of the division at 7-7. Seven and seven, But, um, mate, it was a must-win game. You can't let up. You know, New Orleans kind of right on there. Atlanta right on there. You'd have never thought Atlanta would have go to Carolina and lose. So, you know, it was a must-win game to keep ahead in the division. And I actually thought they did a great job. You know, in the middle quarters, in Second and third quarter, I think they kind of put the game to bed then. I thought Baker Mayfield was absolutely exceptional, by the way. That was his best game in, yeah, in, in the NFL, definitely. 22 or 28, 381, four touchdowns, no interceptions, completely faultless. He had a perfect passer rating, I think. And uh, just, yeah, it, was, it came at the right time. Puts them kind of ahead on the schedule. Now, obviously, the Saints are right there with them at yeah. seven and seven. In, and they play each other uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve, which obviously oh, is, a, lovely. is a is a great game. But um, yeah, yeah, fair play to the Bucks because about a month ago, I think we were saying that they're probably done because the defense looked really shaky. And that the defense has bounced back a little bit the last couple of weeks in the big wins. They've held up against uh, Atlanta and Green Bay. So yeah, yeah, really pleased for them. And yeah, in the driving seat with three weeks to go. <laughs> they're definitely the most fun team to watch they um, are they are they've got the best weapons i, I think overall of those teams yeah performance wise not on paper which is say atlanta it should be unbelievable <laughs> but, uh... oh, we'll come to them in a minute um but yeah you're right but yeah i agree i think the bucks are the better team to watch i actually don't think any of these teams will win a playoff game but the bucks are the ones i could see winning a 24 to 20 tight up and down playoffs game where maybe the other teams playing slightly below their level, but the Bucks are playing their best level. I can't see the other three teams beating anyone in the playoffs, but um, yeah, this was a good win. He played really well and uh, shout out to Chris Godwin as well. 10 receptions, 155 yards, someone that we spoke about has been a bit disappointing this year um, in a year that he could probably do with playing well financially before his next contract in a year's time. Um, and he was really, really good. So yeah, shout out to shout out to him uh i had the lions by the way as, uh, as an option for winner um a really good win on saturday night just felt like they needed it they couldn't lose that game and have the momentum towards the playoffs being negative so that was an important win for for them similar to i guess to be honest a team like um a team like the chiefs and a team like the jags now where the end of season schedule is not hard but you just will need to win the games to get into the playoffs and in a positive note and the lions definitely did that um on to losers then, I'll give a quick shout out to the Jets uh, just for getting demolished. Um, again, 
Well, Wilson getting hurt again, having to play multiple quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers now also coming out saying that he's three, four weeks away, so he's going to miss the whole season, which we, we said all along, which is hilarious that he was trying to push the narrative that he could have played at the start of December. <laughs> um, but I wanted to mention the Jets as a, as a quick loser. Um, let's go to your loser, mate, because uh, I think we all know who this is going to be. <laughs> uh, well, should we carry on with our theme or shall I just go for the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> let's go for it your was, Philadelphia Eagles. No point had a win probability below 58%, and that was basically at the start of the, the second half when it was 10 to 10. They had a 93% win probability at the start of the drive at the eight-yard line that Seattle had with the ball 152 left. And don't mind losing to the 49ers and Cowboys because the Eagles were absolutely abysmal and got blew away by two two good teams who can be absolutely great on their day. Right, this game, mate. The Eagles should have never lost. The division should be wrapped up now with. It would be kind of 11 and 3. The 49ers probably get the one seed, but the division would be wrapped up and the Eagles make sure they never lost this game. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the defence except for Bradbury is completely cooked. <laughs> and um, on the last drive, obviously the defence was absolutely awful, but um, the offence, the whole game kind of was mistake ridden, but was still playing well enough to be able to grind drives out, which what they should have done, except the Hurts threw a terrible pick in the end zone when the Eagles were just grinding kind of eight to ten yard passes. The run game was going well. That should have been kind of putting the game to bed there, not throwing an absolutely awful kind of bomb. It was nowhere near the receiver either. So it was he was rumoured to be ill, Hurts, but um, yeah, he's... He struggled this year. So many turnovers. I think it's uh, 17 or 18 overall turnovers. And Eagles are playing really bad at the time of the season where you don't want to be playing really bad. So it's yeah, three losses on the road. I don't know, mate. The NFC is not going to run through Philadelphia. It looks like because I don't think the the 49ers are going to collapse. But um, yeah, bad bad loss. Yeah, bad loss makes that Chiefs win you had um and the bills win in the fourth quarter even more important you know now because that could be a so, right struggle otherwise we'd be looking at kind of the seventh seed so it's <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah it's difficult um but yeah not good the offense has been up and down all year to be honest i saw jason kelsey uh i can't remember the right guard's name but jason kelsey having a couple of uh rows with the right guard on the pit on the field as well for missing double teams obviously jason kelsey got caught for a false start where he moved the ball forward on a sneak which he's done every single game forever and now they started calling it um all because of the fact they didn't get the Kadarius Tony one right basically <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that but this week they had like double the amount of offsides they've had called in the last three years combined on yeah. offense including Jason Kelsey so um yeah it just felt really weird performance disorganized like I said Hertz was ill but he's had like four or five of these games hasn't he this year um and it was my preseason pick for MVP and unfortunately definitely hasn't lived up to the heights of last season um and if you get playoff Jalen Hurts from last year back to this year, like Super Bowl Hurts, then they can still go and win it. But um, yeah, it's just not looking great on offense at the moment. And the defense, even though it played better in this game, the defense has been the problem all year. So you, have, you can't quite have confidence that that's fixed either. So um, yeah, we'll see. But it is a, a cool story for, for Drew Locke to, to go and win the game. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that was the win because Seattle have had a horrible run of games and they needed to pick up at least one, and they did yeah. it. They did it against Philadelphia, so they picked it up. They're in a great position now to make the playoffs because their schedule is... You still have to go out and win, but it's at Tennessee, home to the Steelers, and at Arizona. You, you, If you want to make the playoffs, you, you've got to be beating those teams now. So it's, I, th- I think that they can kind of uh, sneak in at the end. Like we perhaps um, thought all along, but it's hard to when you're kind of getting getting kind of beat for four weeks in a row isn't it so it's uh yeah great massive win for Seattle yeah massive win they currently are the eight seed in yeah. the NFC um by the way does this change the um division if the Cowboys win out because obviously I know one of the tiebreakers was division record and obviously you've lost to an NFC team they lost to an AFC team so does it mean if the Cowboys win out are they the 
division winner now, isn't it still with the Eagles if you both no, win out? The Eagles uh, are still Eagles win all three, they'll be the two seed, win the division. Okay. There we go. So it's not all bad in uh, all bad in No, it's not all bad because obviously the, the, the Buffalo win against Dallas was then absolutely huge. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, all I'll say is since Nick Sirianni started shouting like a knobhead at Chiefs fans, he's one and three as a coach. So <laughs> I like the Eagles because of you, but uh, and Jason Kelsey, but I hate Nick Sirianni. So I'm not upset to see him lose to Big Pete Carroll, and also him screaming at Pete Carroll on the sidelines, asking him what are you doing at the end of the game. That <laughs> that, that was fun. He's, uh, he's, looking, he's looking under pressure, to be honest, because he's got a Super Bowl uh, caliber roster that he's absolutely not performing like that. I think yeah. he's under big pressure. And he also, which we haven't mentioned the whole time, has made Matt Patricia the defensive coordinator, which is he, a he has, nightmare, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was a strange late-season move. And you can't yeah. say that, that that helped in the week. I don't think anything can kind of change in, in a few days. So we'll have to see where that goes. But it was fun seeing him come out the tunnel pre-game with the pencil behind his ear, ready to dominate. So, uh, that was that reminded me of uh, a few seasons ago when we started the pod. Um, <laughs> anyone who wants fun as well, go watch Pete Carroll's post-game uh, locker room speech. It's pretty cool. He can be a bit OTT, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, Eagles will probably get back on track soon. And Seahawks, we'll see if they make the playoffs. We'll see. Um, Cool. Then the other team for me that uh, I wanted to mention as a as a loser uh, very quickly was the Atlanta Falcons. Spoken about them all year. Very up and down. Very disappointing. And they go out, lose game to the Panthers, even though there was bad weather. Um, when the Panthers didn't even score a touchdown, uh, and I think they had like an 85 or 90 yard. Well, actually, they wouldn't have done that. But it was like a 60. Let me look. 66 yard field goal drive um, towards the end of the game, if you include penalties. So. Uh, yeah, Falcons could have probably been in the real driver's seat for the division. They lose 9-7 to the Panthers. Um, Arthur Smith, again, offensive decisions didn't quite make sense. Bijan actually looks like he's lost a lot of confidence. Yeah, his worst game of the season in terms of uh, averages. Average 1.6 yards a carry. Um, so, yeah, for me... This was a bit of a disaster, mate, for the Falcons. They're six and eight. They could still win the division because the NFC South is all over the place, but I just can't see it now. Um, and I know the media said in the media came out that he was safe, but how bad that offensive performance was last week. And you're the offensive guy who calls the offensive plays. Um, I thought that was a pretty bad performance from Arthur Smith. Yeah, I remember you saying last week that you'd uh, read in the media he was safe, barring an absolute collapse. And I said, well, you never know about the collapse. And then they've gone and lost to the Carolina Panthers in the first game. It was absolutely awful, aren't they? And have you seen it's Heineke this week who is starting? Yeah. So it's yeah, he's he's fighting for his job, mate. I I, I still think, even though I, what the media has said, that I still think he could go. So it's uh, he probably he, he probably should after that game. It was abysmal, wasn't it? It really, really was. It was even worse than the weather. The actual game was worse than the weather, wasn't it? It was just terrible, and the stands were completely empty as well. Yeah, yeah. Though, no, yeah, then the price of the tickets were nuts. <laughs> it was like four forty-five cents, wasn't it? Or something. Nice yeah, that you could get in right at kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um. Cool. End us out for uh, week 15 then, mate, with your final uh, final loser. <clears throat> My final, I think we'll go. I think I took yours, actually, I've just realised. <laughs> you did take mine, so I'll take your last one, who definitely deserves to be spoken about, <laughs> and that is Pittsburgh, mate, because that yeah. was a capitulation against the Colts. It was a... I actually quite enjoyed the first half of this game. I thought it was... Um, really enjoyable and then the Colts just kind of blew the doors off in the second half didn't they and um, Trubisky looked really bad at times he looked, he looked serviceable at times but then you get the old Trubisky and he's kind of throwing a couple of picks and he just then the, when the Steelers ground game of Warren and Harris is not working they've got nothing else so it was I feel a bit for George Pickens to be honest with you I think he's got a lot of talent so it was, that's a shame of that but is it a shame overall that now they're looking quite unlikely to make the playoffs? I don't think they're spoiling 
uh, a good playoff matchup anyway, are they? We we have spoken about that. They are in the tenth seed now, so I'm, I won't be dead sad that they missed. Uh, but Tomlin's not getting my coach of the year shout. That looked good four weeks ago. I think they were seven and three, and that looked great. But seven and seven, you can forget it now. They look terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Uh... That one's well and truly gone, <laughs> that uh, shout. And they're going for big Mason Rudolph this week. So um, that's fun. That just shows you where they're at as a team. They've gone from the fifth seed to the 10th seed in three weeks after losing to, obviously, a rival this week for the playoffs with the Colts, but the two two win teams before that. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a disaster for, for, for the Steelers. Um, cool. On to week 16, then. The games are kind of all over the place in terms of days. So we'll go... Uh, We'll go in order of day. We've still got one Thursday night game, which is the Saints at the Rams. The Rams are favoured at home, mate, by three and a half points. Um, and I don't know if I sent you to this on WhatsApp, but there's this crazy... So this week, obviously, two teams are vying for NFC playoff contention. Um, this game is a tiebreaker. Uh, but basically, if the Rams win, they have a 67% chance of the playoffs. If the Saints win, they have a 68 chance of the playoffs. If either of them lose, the Rams' odds goes down to 7%. So they lose 60% in probability. And the Saints would go down to 20% and lose 50% probability. Uh, and apparently that is the most ever uh, in a Week 16 game. Obviously, last game of the season, playoff implications are really important. It's 100% or no percent. So, But in terms of Week 16, this is the biggest game ever for playoff implications. Um and I'm hoping for a good one. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we, we don't love the Saints, but I'm hoping they can turn it on me. We can get a fun game because I would actually like to see these two NFC teams go out in a, in a I wouldn't say a true shootout, but as close a shootout as you can get with Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with these implications on the line, I mean, how, how can you not kind of love this game? It's almost a shame it's on Thursday night, really, because this week it kind of, you know, like you said, it is all over the place, isn't it? But um, Rams look good. Against Washington, obviously 28-20. Kyron Williams is uh, over 150 yards on the ground. Cup was amazing. Stafford was really good. No mistakes. Come on, mate. We're both behind the Rams here to make a fun playoff. <laughs> to be honest, looking at how it's working, I should not want the Rams to win because the Rams could be coming to Philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs. And that's actually a really difficult game, a team with all our talent. Even though the Eagles yeah. beat them earlier in the season, that does not mean nothing. So, really, I should be rooting for the Saints, but I'm not like that. I just want fun, better team. Come on, mate. Give me the Rams. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we, the Rams are our team of the pod this year. Uh, I felt the Lions kind of got there towards the end last year, uh, after you forgive Dan Campbell for his sins as a tight end back in the day. Um but yeah, give me the Rams as well. I think they can win this game by a touchdown. Uh, Matt Stafford, by the way, there's not many QBs in the in the NFC, including Brock Purdy. I don't care what 49ers fans say. Uh, there's not many quarterbacks in the NFC playing better than Matt Stafford. He is absolutely slinging it. I feel like if Cup was healthy all year, the fantasy level point, like the fantasy points they'd put up, could be the biggest ever. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how good they are when they're on the field together. Um, so, yeah, give me the Rams as well. It seems like we could get Rams, Seahawks and 49ers all in the playoffs, <laughs> which uh, I think we would have struggled to predict um, at the start of the year. Um, cool. On to, well, what day is this? Would it be Saturday? Some Saturday football again. We have a lovely AFC North game, Bengals at the Steelers. Uh, Bengals are now favoured on the road, mate, with Jake Browning, which I never thought I'd say, um, by two and a half points here. Um, obviously, it's Mason Rudolph. It's Jake Browning. Jamar Chase is injured and may not play. Um, but yeah, I've just got a funny feeling. Uh, I've got a funny feeling about the Chiefs-Bengals game on New Year's Eve. It's going to mean something for, for both teams. So I am going to go Bengals minus two and a half. I just can't be back in Mason Rudolph. And I can't be doing the Steelers kind of just pick them because of Tomlin and the defense anymore because they lost to two 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 win teams when I did that so uh give me the Bengals minus two and a half yeah I'm going the same to be honest with you I trust uh, Jake Brown in over Mason Rudolph uh, I think when he gets to this stage of the season and you're scrabbling around between your second and third quarterbacks because number one is injured it's never a good look really is it and so, yeah, Chase is out. I just think that means Higgins, Boyd and uh, Tanner Hudson's 
catchers will get up. I think obviously you, you want chase for the big games in the in the playoffs. I think they can do this without. Uh, they expect a bit more uh, Joe Mixon and Chase Brown this week than against the Vikings. But yeah, it's got to be the Bengals. Yeah, if the Steelers lose this, they're done, aren't they? I think. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, yeah, they're done. Yeah. If they lose this, so it is a big, uh, it is a big game, and also they they'd be in that losing season territory first time under Tomlin. Um, by the way, if the Bengals win this, they go nine and six. I think that's kind of done then. Yeah, it feels it feels pretty much done at, at uh, nine and six. I guess the Browns, Texans, yeah, maybe maybe not because the Bills and it's yeah. But yeah, it's probably it, because also they, they play the Browns the last week of the season. So that made me throw up a few implications there down the line. It would be so funny if we have Browns as the five seed, Bengals as the six seed, Colts as the seven seed, and then either Tua or Josh Allen in the eight seed. <laughs> That'd be crazy after how this season's gone. Um, speaking of Josh Allen, we have the, uh, is it Bills at Chargers? Uh, have I written that down wrong? Uh, yeah, Bills at Chargers. Um, Bills are favoured on the road. This must be the biggest road spread we've had in five or six weeks. Uh, Eleven and a half points against Eastern Stick and the Chargers boys. Kellen Moore, by the way, couldn't even get an interim head coach job, which I, I do wonder if he'd said no, <laughs> just so he didn't have the embarrassment of losing every game before before the end of the season. Um, but yeah, this is a quick one for me. It's Josh Allen versus Eastern Stick, so give me the Bills minus eleven and a half. Yeah, you normally, well, you say normally, sometimes you can get a closer game with an interim coach, but I, I don't like the Eastern Stick. If it was Herbert and uh, and the rest of the uh, cast, I'd, I'd think about it, but not a chance with Eastern Stick. I just think um, Buffalo pull away, win this one easy. Great. Yeah. Nice nice game for Buffalo, that, to uh, improve your playoff implications. I wonder when they're actually finally going to sit in that seventh seed. <laughs> <laughs> could be this week. Could be this week. Feels like. Yeah. Could be. If not New Year's Eve, maybe. But we'll see. Uh, that game's at one a.m. as well, Saturday night. So lead you into Christmas Eve. Uh, and then Christmas Eve, Sunday, we have the uh, standard slate. So six p.m. slate, first game, the big one, the the most fun offense in the world on paper, but is the worst to watch. The Falcons. Colts travel to the Falcons. <laughs> Falcons are favoured at home. <laughs> Don't really know. Uh, by one and a half points. Um, yeah, where where you go first for this one? Where 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 are you gonna go? Who are you picking and why? No, I'm going to Colts. I thought the um, the ground attack, which Zach Moss, by the way, has been kind of um, ushered to the side a little bit, much to the chagrin of a couple of my fantasy teams. But Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson look really good against Pittsburgh, both way over five yards on average. And the, Michael Pittman Jr. has come alive as well at the right time for the Colts. I'm having the Colts, mate. I think the Falcons are very dysfunctional. Obviously, changing QB again this week for a spark. I think when you're doing the change, I think, is it the fourth time this year that they've kind of changed starting quarterbacks? Yeah. For me, no, it's just, it's, it's not working. Like you said, Bijan, I don't know whether he looks a little unmotivated or something, but kind of expected more out of him for his first uh, for his rookie season. But, yeah, give, give me the Colts and... And that puts them right on the doorstep, doesn't it, of the playoffs then? Yeah, it does. It does. For some, they'd be nine and six as well. That's what I mean. We could have three or four nine and six teams in there already. Um, I think the Bills would be nine and six as well. Uh, yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, they would be nine and six. Yeah, basically, it's guaranteed that. Yeah, if the Texans win, which we'll talk about next. You would have the Browns at nine and six, the Bengals potentially at nine and six, the Colts at nine and six, Texans at nine and six, the Bills at nine and six, and then everyone else is probably done after that. It kind of becomes a nine-team race instead of a eleven-team race like it has been. But yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Colts as well just because I don't trust Taylor Heineke. Uh, I actually would feel better about Ridder, which I never thought I'd say. Um, but I don't know. It's just Arthur Smith now. I'm just completely done with. But yeah, give me the Colts. Uh, Pittman. As well, been playing well. I don't know if he's going to play in this game after his injury last week, but the passing game with him in looks better. So maybe, maybe um, Minshew can chuck it down the, the field a little bit as well on those play action shots. Um, next game then, Packers at Panthers. The line surprised me here. Um, Packers are favoured, but in my head, I, I saw this as only four and a half points. I know it's over a field goal on the road for a young team, um, but four and a half, I thought, oh God, maybe it should be a little bit more. But um, that tells you where I'm going to go straight away. I'm obviously going to go with the Packers. Another team me and you have liked. 
definitely let us down since the Chiefs win. They've been absolutely awful. It makes me feel more annoyed as a Chiefs fan. Um, but I, there's just no way I can see them losing to the Panthers. I think the Panthers got their win last week, feel good. Um, but I think the Packers win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, same here. I think the Packers are going to end up doing the Bears a solid as well in this game. Uh, on the outs, very much on the outside looking in now, they do have the Vikings next week, which could have some good implications for the Packers. I think they'll win this game this week. I, I think they lost. I think the Carolina won last week, but A, because the Falcons are absolutely terrible, dysfunctional football team, and the weather was <laughs> also absolutely abysmal. Carolina were not good <laughs> still at all. So, uh, yeah, the pa- easy one, in it? Let's have the Packers. Yeah, I think this is one. By the way, looking at the slate, it is annoying that it fell this week when uh, we've only got time for one pod because there's some good games in this week or some playoff, big playoff games. It's also really annoying that it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. (laughs) Yeah, true, true. (laughs) Uh, That is is the most obvious factor that I'm going to be doing family stuff that will not allow me to watch hardly any of these games, which is fun. And then my team plays an awful game on Christmas Day, so I'm going to have to watch an absolute disaster show probably. Um, But yeah, it's true. It's Christmas Eve. The 9pm Christmas game is a tough one to be able to watch with your your family. Um, Next game then, massive playoff implications like I just spoke about. This could lead to two 9-6 teams, or it could really basically guarantee the Browns are in the playoffs for me. If they win this game, this would be them done. Uh, Browns at the Texans. Browns favoured on the road, mate, by two and a half points. Um, Let me do a quick Google uh, to see what CJ Stroud's trending like after that concussion. Um, Apparently unlikely to play, which, what a result for the Browns. Um, I think that just tells me where I'm going to go, even though they didn't manage to win last week with big Case Keenum. I thought Case Keenum was awful. Um, We'll see if he plays better against one of his old teams. But yeah, give me the Browns minus two and a half. Flacco needs to just calm down a bit on those interceptions. <laughs> but I am enjoying the 40-yard rockets to David Njoku and Amari Cooper every other uh, drive. But yeah, give me Browns minus two and a half. I wish CJ was healthy because um, I do think this could really derail their playoff hopes. Last week helps keep them in it, even if they lose this week. But yeah, give me, uh, give me the Browns and I think they'd be 10 and five playoffs done for me. They'd be in. Yeah, what a what an absolute crime it is that um, that Stroud is out injured. You never, you know, when you got an amazing kind of race for the wild card like this, you never want kind of one of the best players in the out of the whole uh, slate of teams there to be missing out. But uh, Case Keenum, yeah, it's an interesting ride in it with uh, you know players like Case Keenum because he's never gonna they're never gonna stop having the faith in him that he can throw the ball either. So it's some yeah. terrible throws, some picks and. But and he I'd celebrates imagine. like he's won the Super Bowl from a completion. He does. <laughs> yeah, and it is infuriating when like, the defence wins you a game and he's going absolutely nuts. And I'm like, I know it's happy to win the game, but let's... <laughs> you've done nothing all day, Case. Um, but yeah, he used to play for the Browns only a couple of years ago, didn't he? So. He did. He, he has. He's done, the, uh, he's done the circuit of the NFL, hasn't he? So yeah, g- give, me, um, give me the Browns as well. And somehow, mate, Joe Flacco has given this team like they can definitely win a playoff game obviously we know how good the defense is but i feel like flacco has actually given them a chance to go and win a, a playoff game if like you said he stops getting really excited and throwing terrible <laughs> interceptions yeah sidearm interceptions to yeah exactly linebackers i'm just like oh joe <laughs> we need to sort this out joe um if they win this game for me i don't say the five seed is guaranteed but i think it's quite likely um, that would be the AFC South team in the first round. So Colts or Jags probably if they beat if they've already beat the Texans, the Texans are going to find it hard to win the division. So it'd be Jags or Colts. Um, and you could see Big Flacco going in, couldn't you, to Florida or to Indianapolis and winning a game. Doesn't Browns at Colts, <laughs> Flacco Minshew sound like an old school before the AFC got all these good quarterbacks? That sounds like an old school Saturday six o'clock. Wildcard game. Yeah, it? exactly. Before the Mahomes, the Josh Allens, you'd have looked at that <laughs> and think, you know what, this is a great quarterback matchup. So, now it could be a really, really fun game actually uh, going in. So yeah, yeah, good. It good would be fun. Brands. It would be funny if Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco win 
um, a playoff game for Stefanski and Deshaun Watson never does. That as a personal like mission of mine to hate on Deshaun Watson, that'd be beautiful. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that should be a fun game. I think if Stroud was playing, the line would be the other way around. It'd be Texans minus two and a half, and I'd be picking the Texans. But yeah, I can't be on. I can't be on big case. Um, over to the NFC North then. Big game here for one of these two teams to get a potential wild card spot. The Lions at the Vikings. Vikings play the Lions twice. Um, they'll be kicking themselves after that loss last week. They could have actually won the division, by the way, if they'd have won last week. If they'd have beat, if they'd have beat the one out against the Lions and won last week, I think I read that they would have won on tiebreaker against the Lions for a division title. Um, so big loss for them. Lions are favoured on the road, mate, by three and a half. Um, yeah, and I just think with Mullins, even if he did play okay in the first half, give me the Lions minus three and a half, I think, to win that game. Yeah, interesting, obviously, because now they've got we've all got three games left and uh, these two play each other twice. So it's, yeah, you, is it, you, it's either going to be the Lions putting the nail in the coffin, isn't it? Or or Minnesota kind of uh, spoiling the apple cart for Detroit. But uh, they should have won that game, mate, against, uh, against Cincinnati. But, hey, they didn't. And... That three nil victory over uh, Vegas probably tells us more about the team <laughs> than even though they won. Listen, it tells us more about the team than about the offense. So I, I just, the defense it looks really, really good at times, but get, uh, let's have Detroit. I think, and they should be sewing the division up because I think they, I think they read they were ninety nine point nine percent likely to get in the playoffs. I think it's time get that sewn up and then. Detroit want to be winning games, mate, because the NFC East is not won and the teams are losing games. So they could get that second, which they would want. They 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 want the divisional round at home if they win the wild card game at home. So yeah, yeah keep winning if you're Detroit. It's still really really important that they keep winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Vikings would go to six and seven. They wouldn't be out. Sorry, they would go to seven and eight. They wouldn't be out of it, but. Yeah, it would get harder. For me, I think the most fun teams to watch, I don't know if I, yeah, would probably be the Bucks, definitely the Rams. The Rams have to play the Lions. That is just made now for Stafford to go into Detroit. I don't want to spend, I'll spend an hour talking about Matt Stafford being the Lions in Detroit because that's what I can promise you that's going to happen if they play. <laughs> we need them to play. Uh, and then I think with Gino and the weapons, I think the Seahawks are probably the other one. Um, because the Packers are just are going to struggle to 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 get there. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you on the Seahawks, and only because obviously they've got some great players. But it looks like the 49ers are going to get the one seed, so we can't get a Seahawks 49ers wild card game at two versus seven. So no. I'd be happy to see Seattle play uh, anybody else. Yeah, yeah, true. 49ers <laughs> that wouldn't go well for them two years in a row. Um, speaking of the Seahawks, then they're on the road to the Titans. Um, they are favoured by two and a half points, so under the field goal. Uh, Levis looked up and down, but all right. Spears obviously running the ball well. Henry had a bit of a resurgence, and then has come out and said that yeah, it could be his time to leave. Um, I don't know if Levis will play after that injury. What maybe Tannehill will play, but um, yeah, Seahawks are favoured by two and a half, mate. So where are you going for this one? Yeah, because we're not sure about Will Levis. Who, by the way has been a lot of fun to watch. Mate, he will just let it rip. Whether you're open or you're not open, triple covered, <laughs> mate, the ball is coming. So you're going to have to fight for it in the air. And I respect that. I think I like that on the, kind of like a red zone watch when you kind of seen some really bad offences. I'm not saying the Titans' offence is good, by the way, but when you're watching some really bad offences and it's like, check that, I have to check that. It's nice to see Will Levis just rip one for 40 yards sometimes. So it's... They've got something to build on next season. It may take them a couple of years to be good again. But, um, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm having the Seahawks in this game. As soon as you mention Ryan Tannehill's name, I'm thinking, no, thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, give me Seattle. I think they're going to make the playoffs as likely the seventh seed. Yeah, give me Seattle as well, um, which makes us uh, seven for seven on picks so far. No differences. Uh Say so, yeah, Christmas spirit. We're, we're staying uh, the same on this game, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think even if 
I don't know who which quarterback plays, whether I'd still take the other team, but I, I probably would just stay with the Seahawks, to be honest. I think they'll be on an emotional high. I would still prefer to see Gino as much as Drew Locke's story is fun. Um, I would much prefer to see Gino, but yeah, give me the two and a half. Um, now, this is the weirdest spread for me. You can tell me if there's something that I'm missing here, because this will be my best bet uh, tomorrow night for the full 10 yards pop. We don't normally record before that, so I can get your advice on this pick. Um, but the game is Commanders at Jets. But the Jets are favoured by three and a half points with, <laughs> with Trevor Simeon or Brett Ripien or one of the inns. Which Aaron Rodgers is back. <laughs> um, and I just can't believe they're favoured by three and a half points for me. So that tells you where I'm going and what my best bet might be tomorrow. There are other games I'm thinking about, but yeah, Commanders plus three and a half for me. I just think even if in, if they play... Jacoby Brissett, I feel even better about it. So I think he's better than Sam Howell. So, yeah, give me the commanders plus three and a half. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on that line? Are you as surprised as me or can you actually... Uh, how can you score zero points and then be <laughs> favoured above a field goal? You know, when you are a terrible team anyway, especially on offence. You know, good defence, blah, blah, blah. Listen, mate, they're awful on offence. Uh, you, I've got to have Washington as well. And like you said, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, that's fine. He will just kind of manage the game, simple plays. He was 8 for 10 for 124, two touchdowns last week. If you get that against the Jets, they'll win the game. <laughs> and that's <laughs> as simple as that because the Jets are terrible on, on offence. But, uh, yeah, currently sitting in pick four, you know, Washington in the draft, which is... a uh, a great pick for them, but may not for Ron Rivera, who I think is going to get fired at the end of the season. But uh, awful spread that. I got to have Washington, and I believe that they'll win the game. They could do it not winning the game. Um, yeah, they could, yeah. Ron Rivera the thing is a big Ron. He needs a win, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> he needs a Christmas win. Uh, they're, they're on the biggest losing streak, by the way, in the NFL. Yeah. Five-game five game losing streak. Um so maybe the spread's not as crazy as I think, but yeah, I just don't can't you just can't give me the Jets. Um, cool. On to the 9 p.m. slate. There, not still on Christmas Eve. Uh, first game, which will be really quick, is the Patriots at the Broncos. Broncos are favoured by six and a half, <laughs> which is quite a lot. Um, and I don't know whether this is just because we picked every single game the same. But give me Billy B in the six and a half. Oh, mate. Give me Big Bill. He's going to get a dub against Shawnee P. Um, I don't know if I actually believe that. but I can't yeah. believe you've said that because I'm having the Patriots as well because I thought <laughs> you were going to just go the Broncos. I actually thought the Patriots played all right against the Chiefs at yeah, time last week. Obviously completely talent deficient aren't they uh, throughout the the running back room is a bit of a joke uh, obviously Zeke was 11 for 25 and uh, Hunter Henry kind of burst out nowhere he must be due a contract soon because he had a couple of he's had a couple of good games towards the end of the season but um, by the way Mike Gasicki he's been absolutely invisible this season would you not say since signing from the Dolphins but um, yeah. I'm going to take Bailey Zappi on the road and the points. I love that. That's funny. What are we doing? We're, we've been Bill Belichick pills here. A future head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, potentially. Um, well, let's go for the next worst game then, because there's two that are a bit more interesting. So Cardinals at the Bears. Bears are favoured by four and a half points. Um, Justin Fields playing better. Uh, this is funny. This is a battle of two QBs that could be replaced, but could also start next year <laughs> uh, in Justin Fields and, and Kyler Murray. Uh, where are you going with this one? Yeah, really fun, fun kind of uh, red zone offense here. We haven't got all the time in the world today to talk about Fields and Murray, and there's not a lot of implications on this. So I'm going to go for Arizona Ooh. in this. I'll take the points in Arizona, even though I think the Bears should have beat Cleveland last week, by the way, before Cleveland's big comeback. But um, yeah, the Bears' defence looks good, but I'll have the points with Arizona. Let's have a bit of a vintage uh, Kyle Money day. Yeah, that you, we, uh, I'll do the scores for last week at the end, but that game uh, cost, you, uh, cost you in the it early did slate. indeed. <laughs> um, and let's see if the Bears can cost you again. I'm going Bears, minus four and a half, first difference of the week. Back on the field's train after doubting him last week. Um, 
yeah, like you said, defense has played really well. Second in DVOA for the last six weeks in the whole NFL, which is nuts. And Montez Sweat playing really well. And Cardinals kind of are looking as talent poor as we all <laughs> all thought they were going to be. Um, so yeah, give me uh, give me the Bears. Uh, and then the next game then, so Jags at the Bucks. Not as fun as some of the other big games we get week in week out, but massive playoff implications. Obviously, Jags really just don't want to. They could be second in the division if they lose this game with the Colts playing uh, earlier in the day. Uh, Bucks obviously want to win to try and keep a wild card spot, kind of get ahead of that race, don't let the Packers back in. And the Bucks are favoured at home, mate, by one and a half points, um, which is less than I thought it would be um, because of the Trevor Lawrence injury. Uh, let me just Google to see if he actually passed. Um, yeah, see, he's still in concussion protocol as we speak. So it's a hard game. So if he's in concussion protocol now and might not play, I think I am going to have to go the Bucks. If he was playing, I'm going Jags all day long. But as we sit here today, I can't guarantee he's going to play. So give me the Bucks. Give me Mayfield. Let's plant a flag. Win this game. Yeah, oh, mate, I hate it when you get to this time of the season and the likes of Trevor Lawrence ain't playing. What a massive game this is. Makes it really big for Tampa Bay. Well, both, well, you know, the, the Colts game is only three hours earlier, but the fact that the Saints play three days before, the Bucks will know exactly what they've got to do. Cause, because if the Saints win, obviously they'll go top of the division and the Bucks win, they go back there and then... Otherwise, if the Saints lose, the Bucks are thinking we're going to put the nail in the coffin here, and then this is a so it's a huge, huge game for 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 both teams. To be honest, it's probably overshadowed a little bit by Dolphins Cowboys and having the star names there, but this is just a bigger game. So, but like you said, without knowing that Trevor's going to play, it's going to have to be the Buccaneers, and I'd probably pick the Buccaneers anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, give me that, give me the Bucks. As I say, there's no way you're not picking Baker. He, no he is the one quarterback out of that division, I think, like you said earlier, can beat Dallas or Philadelphia in a home playoff game. Uh, really close game, the, you know, but I, I think they could win. I'm not saying that they would win, but uh, I think they definitely can do. Yeah, I think they can do as well. Um but yeah, will do is different. But yeah, I think they can do. Um, last game then of the 9pm window on Christmas Eve is Cowboys at the Dolphins. Pretty big game for both teams. Um, I'd say it's probably bigger for the Dolphins, to be honest. But yeah, pretty big for both to bounce back. Cowboys, they beat a good team finally. Then they lose to a good team. The Dolphins haven't beaten a good team yet. Dolphins are favoured at home, mate, by one and a half points. Um, I think I know who you'll want to win this game. But who do you think is actually going to win this game? Uh, I'm going Dallas. Um, like I just said with the, the Bucks and the, the Saints kind of scenario, you've got the same here because all of a sudden Buffalo can win this division. Miami with Dallas and then Baltimore before they play the Bills the last week of the season. So for me, what a huge game. Yeah, the Cowboys are shaky away from home and the, the Dolphins have been pretty solid all year. But, you know, we don't know about Tyreek. So I'm going to go for Dallas in a bounce-back performance that, that they do need. You know, they still want to win that division. Obviously, they sat right now in the second seed, but they don't control the destiny. They need to win this game. And I'm going I'm going Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to uh, not pick the MVP, Big Dak. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, give me Dak and the Cowboys plus one and a half. Uh, CD Lamb could cause them some problems in this game. Even with Jalen Ramsey, it's just not the the defense just isn't playing how it should. And the pass rush since Jalen Phillips been injured has really really struggled. So um, yeah, give me the Cowboys as well. But yeah, huge game. If Tyreek Hill doesn't play, then I'd feel very confident about this pick. Uh, on to Christmas Day then, mate. Which both our teams play, um, oh. and they are by far the worst two games of the day. So we can kind of rattle through these. Uh, Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs favoured by nine and a half points. Um, quite a big spread. Offence has struggled, but yeah, did actually move the ball really well last week. Um, still turned the ball over a little bit, but did obviously cover the spread. So yeah, give me Chiefs minus ten and a half. Sorry, minus ten and a half, minus nine and a half. I think they win by ten plus. Um, maybe two touchdowns. Uh, I don't think the Raiders are going to score 63 points this week. So yeah, give me the Chiefs. 
<laughs> if they do, if they do. I'm retiring from. Do, let's do a live podcast on on Christmas Day. But um, yeah, I, I'm going the Chiefs as well. I, I think they'll pull away from the Raiders, kind of like um, Patriots game last week. Could be interesting for a little while, but uh, the main thing about this game is 6 p.m. UK time on Christmas Day is a awful time to play. My game three and a half hours later is a little better but 6 p.m christmas day god bless you i hope that any chiefs and raiders fans can find a way to watch it but i don't think you will so <laughs> yeah it's not the best time it's not the best time uh, and then they get the nine new year's eve game as well which is even worse um but you're right your team play at 9 30 uh on at home sorry giants on the road to the eagles Eagles favoured by 12 and a half points, mate, with that offence against big... I assume Tommy DeVito is going to play. I know he got injured last week. Tyrod had to come in for a bit, but... Um, oh, this is a hard one. You go first on this one. Uh, maybe I'm, going the, I'm going the Giants. Eagles are going to win this game. It's a big spread. Um, the last three weeks has given me not a lot of confidence at all, but I, I'll just take the Giants on the spread. And my God, if this is a close game on Christmas Day, then... <laughs> All my partners' Christmas presents are going back, so it's <laughs> got to got, got to win this game. Come on, I don't yeah, even care out. about the spread. Just win by one point. I don't care. Just the, the extra alcohol is going to be flowing at half nine if Tommy DeVito goes up 10-0 against the Eagles. I can tell you that. Um, well, E A G L E S Eagles. Okay, Eagles minus twelve and a half for me. I'm gonna go opposite. I do not believe in big Tommy DeVito with the Italian emoji sign that is broadly offensive to all Italians around the world, but they love to use it. Um yeah, I just think the Eagles are gonna win by a couple of touchdowns. Uh but we'll see. I'd actually feel worse about this if Tyrod ends up playing. Um but yeah, we'll see. Uh give me the Eagles. Uh last game of the day then. It is 1 a.m. I definitely will not be watching this live, but it is by far the best game of the week. Uh, 49ers, so Ravens at 49ers. 49ers, mate, favoured by five and a half points at home. That is a big spread for, 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 for two good teams. These two teams have the longest win streaks in the NFL. Uh, I think one's on a six game in the 49ers. Uh, Baltimore on a four game, which is really good. Like we said, looked pretty good last week. 49ers have looked ugh, probably like the best team in the NFL for about seven, six, seven weeks since they lost those two stupid games earlier in the year. Um, MVP battle as well, mate. This is a big game. Um, I could see the 49ers winning by a field goal, something like that. Um, but I could see the Ravens winning the game as well. So I just think with it being five and a half, I'm going to have to go the Ravens um, just because I think they could actually win the game. Uh, and if they don't win the game, I do think they could they could still cover that spread. So yeah, give me the Ravens plus five and a half. Talk about disrespect. That, yeah. that is a that is a that is bulletin board material, isn't it, for teams at the end of the season? Obviously, I know it's out of conference, and you know there's not a regular season winner in 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 football, is there or anything? But for me, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. I think this is a really interesting game, and whoever wins ties up the one seed, probably most likely in in their conference, but. Um, Ravens are better than I thought they were around four or five weeks ago. Rattled off some really, really good wins. I think I was still biased from, I think it was week five, terrible loss to uh, Pittsburgh. So, but since then, they've only lost one game and that was early October. And they've rattled off and they look really good. I think they can overcome Keaton Mitchell's injury just by committee. And, you know, bringing when Lamar was on the ground... Um, against mm. Jacksonville, he, he looks so dynamic still, and yeah, great game, terrible time for us, but uh, I love the Ravens and the points, but I, I can see I can see San Francisco winning this game. I, I, I'm presuming by the spread that the 49ers then are probably the favourites to win the Super Bowl, I would guess, obviously you know I don't look at odds and things like that. Uh, I believe they are, let me check, because I've got no surprise that I've got a better site open on my... Uh... On my screens, uh, they are the favourites to win the Super Bowl nine to four. Um, Ravens second favourites, Chiefs third favourites, the Bills four favourites, Eagles five, Dolphins six, Cowboys seven. That's the top seven there. In yeah. order. 
So yeah, they are. But it's quite funny the spread's five and a half when the Ravens are the second favourite to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's so uh, yeah. So that tells you about the bookies' belief in the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, it do, it, yeah, it does. It does. So yeah, we'll take the Ravens and the points. But great game. Yeah, great game. This is a Boxing Day breakfast with your Bucks fizz and your turkey sandwich. Uh, watching Brock Purdy get picked off by Roquan Smith in the fourth quarter. That's what, that's what this is. Although I actually want and need the 49ers to win this game. <laughs> but I'm going to pick the spread based on what I think will happen. But yeah, if Brock Purdy chucks a four-yard bomb to McCaffrey that goes for 85 yards to win the game, I will be delighted and uh, getting ready to watch every Ravens game down the stretch and hope they lose the one seed. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm flipping it over to my side. I've given up on the one seed, so I'd just be happy to see the 49ers just lose just a, just a game, even though they'd still probably win the one seed. <laughs> <laughs> just like watching them lose. So, um, just they, that three-game stretch that they lost in a row was my favourite bit of the season. Now I've gone sour on Philadelphia. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true you are you are a hater for the uh, 49ers uh, 49ers now um feels like there's a bit of a rivalry there brewing for you so we'll see in the, in the playoffs if you uh, beat them in the playoffs that i will be over the absolute moon whatever happens a week or two weeks after that wouldn't matter <laughs> no true um cool like oh i forgot to mention earlier last week we were 8-8 uh, I had the Cowboys. So you had the Bills. I had the Cowboys. So you won that one. I had the Browns. You had the Bears. So you won. Uh, I won that one. So yeah, we're eight eight for the week for the for the last week. Season is still a two point lead for me. All to play for going into this big game. Um, uh, sorry, big weekend of games. Uh, so yeah, I quickly want to finish off just by reading out the current playoff wildcard games because I think they're pretty bad. So we would have. The Colts going to the Dolphins, the Bengals going to the Chiefs, the Browns going to the Jags. And then the AFC, uh, NFC, we would have the Rams going to the Cowboys, the Vikings going to the Lions, and the Eagles currently going to the Buccaneers. So let's just kind of tune those games up a bit, please, and make them a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I think you're looking at Minnesota. Um, to be swapping with LA and then Seahawks in the seventh seed, that would be uh, much more interesting, I think, in the NFC. And the AFC, I think it's just wherever Josh Allen and the Bills fit in, isn't it, from either spot kind of either winning the division or then kind of spot five, six or seven. But I don't mind Browns and Jags. I think that's quite an interesting um, playoff game like we spoke about earlier Bengals and Chiefs is very interesting but perhaps not without Joe Burrow yeah losing if Jake Browning went into Arrowhead <laughs> mate and knock you off yeah I would I'd t- this podcast would become a Blackburn Rovers podcast so, <laughs> yeah, there we go um, cool but that's it for this week's episode uh, yeah really enjoyed week 15 week 16 has got some really cool games uh, the plan is for us to do, uh, well, I can't remember when the next set of games is, if it's the day before New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve, but the plan is for us to do one more episode um, before before week 17. Uh, we'll probably have a similar format to this one, review and then a uh, preview. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it out on Twitter what day that is going to be next week. We're not sure yet, but there'll be one more episode. So enjoy your Christmas. Um, everyone listening, thanks for, uh, for, for listening this week. Enjoy the games and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, everyone. Merry Christmas.